Hi everyone, it's Joe here from Lawn Solutions Australia and welcome to this episode of Turf Talk. Today, I'm joined by the founder and managing director of Lilydale Instant Lawn, Gary Lust. Gary, how are you going? Going very well, Joe. That's good. Thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, going good, thank you. You're the first person ever to ask me how I'm going on this, so I appreciate that. Thanks for warm, good. warm and fuzzy inside. So, Lilydale Instant Lawn, uh, turf production company in Vic. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the business you have down there? We've got, um, well, three locations. We we started out some 38 years ago, mm-hmm. just my brother and myself had a bit of a play around going, growing some grass mm-hmm. and from there things have um, have expanded somewhat and in, in around about year 2000, my wife Denise bought Peach Share. Not long after that we purchased a farm at Pakenham, our original farm's at Yarra Glen. Yep. And then we've got a farm at Pakenham and more recently... Oh, well, about 11 years ago, 12 years ago, we purchased some land in Bansdale and we're, um, we're still actually expanding our operations out through there. So Pakenham, Yarra Glen and Bansdale. Now, the, the office at Yarra Glen now, is, is that the original farm site that has a move there? That is, we did actually grow um, two acres at my father's place in Wonga Park right. before then, but we've been at, at Yarra Glen for 37 years. So you started with a handful of acres. How many acres in production at Lillidale Instant Lawn now? Now we've got um, nearly 600 under irrigation. Um, mm-hmm. Bansdale's our biggest biggest farm. Mm-hmm. And what are we growing? We're growing Sir Walter, Tiff Tuff, uh, Eureka Premium Kaikuyu, mm-hmm. and we have a only a really small amount of Sir Grange. Yep. Yeah. And and how has that changed over the years? Because I'd imagine, did you start out a totally cool season business? Absolutely. We yeah. were we were when we started a hundred hundred percent cool season, a mixture of bluegrass, Kentucky bluegrass, and ryegrass. Mm-hmm. Um, we were one of the first growers to move into tall fescue. Um, we have played around with a few other things. We tried some fine fescue at one stage, but um, tall, ses- tall fescue was really successful for us. Yeah. And then we introduced Sir Walter into Victoria. Right. First um, ones in Victoria. We were the first ones in yeah. Victoria. Yeah. 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 And now it's your it's your major crop now? It is, it is our major seller, yeah. Sir Walter. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really interesting, actually. The um, It was a fairly slow start yeah. for Sir Walter. And then when we had the drought and water restrictions, um, people got sick of not being able to maintain a lawn with very limited water and that's so Walter really gained, even though I never want to go through it again, Yeah. with uh, eight months of not supposed to be enough to water a lawn. Yeah. But um, coming through the other end of that, so Walter really gained market share. So that, that was a catalyst for warm season grasses in general in Vic, wasn't it? Was that in the early 2000s um, drought? I think it started in 2007. Yeah. And it was 2008, towards the end of 2008 before you could water a lawn. So do you grow any cool season grass at all now? No, we don't grow any cool season grass. Yeah. We just don't see um, it, it responsible because mm-hmm. they just take too much, too much water. Yeah. And... Um, at Lilydale, we we don't see that as the future. The the business itself now, so it's got how many staff? How many trucks? What sort of what sort of numbers are you running uh, there now? We've got about fifty five staff, ten semis, and um, one twin steer mm-hmm. right. truck. That um, we we use our Pakenham farm um, in winter logistically as a hub. We run our turf from Bansdale 
down to Pakenham and most of our trucks go out of Pakenham. So 50 staff, 600 acres under turf and a bunch of trucks. So for, so just for some context for people, Lilydale is, is one of the largest turf farms in Australia now. It, it, it is a really big operation, but that wasn't always the case. So when you first started back in the 80s? Uh, 1985. 1985. So what was the catalyst to get you into turf? Why turf? Obviously, well, you, you're not a farming family, are no, you? No, well, mum's family were, were all... Um, they were farmers, right? But um, dad's farm, dad's family weren't. My father was a surveyor by trade. Okay. Um, but my brother Peter, he was a curator on a golf course, right? Which is where the idea really came from. Mm-hmm. Really, just it, it's almost a continuous expansion from the from the time we started, and there was only two of us. We both had jobs when we actually started growing turf, right? Outside so, of turf, so. <laughs> You had some expertise with your brother coming out of the being a, a qualified yeah, greenkeeper. He was a qualified greenskeeper. But you were flying totally blind, or yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can see for a while. Yeah. So did you start with Orion? Were you one of them? Were you? Yeah, or? yeah, we had Orion. Yeah. We um, we used to roll roll up by hand. Um, we did that for quite a while. I was much um, younger and fitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice so with a walk behind, so for those that don't know, Orion Harvester is they're pretty famous in the in the turf industry. They're the they're the first real walk behind turf harvesters where you could actually you know mechanically harvest turf. But you had to walk this machine, and then you had to hand roll it up, hand stack it on a truck, drive to site, hand unload, hand stack it on pallets. We used to do because yep. they had a forklift on a tractor initially to okay. put it on the trucks, but. Well, initially we we would just stack. Only had a like a little three ton truck, mm-hmm. and you just stack the rolls on the side of the truck. You drive along the side of the harvest face and put them on. So, what was it? What was a busy day for Lilydale in St. Lawn back in the day? How many meters could you get done? Oh, well, when we first started, it was a really slow start. So, as I said, we both had jobs, so we'd you know we'd do a hundred meters here, hundred meters there. Yeah. But not long after we started. A, I cut a thousand metres with Orion one day. Right. Rolled them up by hand. Record breaker. That was, that was um, busy enough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And 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 today with your with your new water harvesters, what can you get through in a day now? Oh, uh, what we could actually cut if we cut all day. I'm, I'm not really sure, but mm. a busy day for us uh, is about eight thousand metres. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be a lot of work with Orion. A lot yeah. of work with Orion. You wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. So, so what what have been the major changes you've seen in this time? Obviously, there's been a lot of changes for Lilydale itself, uh, just in the way that you've grown and and expanded over the years. But from an industry point of view, what have been the the real big things that you've seen over the past thirty eight years uh, from your point of view? Yeah, uh, autom- automation is is unbelievable in in the uh, turf industry. Like there wasn't such a thing as an automatic harvester when we started, and now you know everybody's got them, and you're mad if you don't because yeah. it's physically, it's probably not that good for you picking up turf all day. But um, yeah, and I think automation is just going to keep going as well with what you know is it's sort of out there now with autonomous mowers and um, you know the that's just where the um, the future lies. Even I believe. autonomous weed control, um, they're looking at now because yeah. you went. Um, taking a little bit of a segue here now, but you went to the World Ag Expo. 
Yes. Earlier this year, you would have seen quite a bit of it over there, I'd imagine, yeah. too. I believe that, you know, with technology, it's just going at leaps and bounds, so it's just mm. going to get better and faster and um, more affordable as, yeah. as it just moves forward. So autonomy in the industry has been a massive change. I'd imagine cultivar change has been a big one uh, for you guys as well, particularly uh, Victorian turf farms are unique because they haven't just changed cultivars, they've changed species in a way. They've gone from cool season to warm season grass. Is there just as many challenges growing warm season as there is cool season or do you find it an easier thing to produce? Each grass has its own, you know, um, positives and negatives, mm. I guess. Um, the beauty of the cool season grass is that you, you weren't concerned about what you did to your paddocks because you're going to work them up and re-sow them every time. Yeah. So with your warm season grasses, one thing you've got to be very aware of is how much damage you're doing to your paddocks when you're um, when you're getting your crop out. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, the because we do spend a fair bit of time um, not growing, I guess in Victoria, it, it's it's a longer crop. Your warm season grasses are generally a longer crop yeah. than what your cool season grasses were. Yeah. So it's just basically. More land. And, and how did you go about over the years educating the consumers on the fact that their grass isn't bright green all year round? Was that a tricky thing to, to work your way through? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Because, yeah. as I said, we introduced Sir Walter to um, Victoria. And at that stage, there was a bit of kai, mm-hmm. but, but not a lot. Yeah. Um, and we have this wonderful new grass called Sir Walter, and we turn up in the middle of winter, and it was brown. And it's dead. It's dead. <laughs> Can't have that. So, and I guess you know now we we started um, using mats, heat mm-hmm. mats, so that on farm we could keep it green. Mm-hmm. Um, but now Colour Guard is is a real winner for us. Yeah. So was the was the message to the consumer? Hey, it's a trade off. You get wonderful drought tolerance, wonderful wear tolerance, but you just got to put up with a little bit of brown turf in winter. Was that pretty much the message? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was certainly the message. Yeah. The um, our consumers weren't that keen on it to begin with, and yeah. for a couple of years we actually stopped selling Sir Walter through winter, mm-hmm. um, while we actually worked out how to present it better. Yeah. Yeah, and now you sell Sawalda all year round, have done for a, a yeah, number for, of years for now. a long time we've sold Sawalda all year round. And you harvest turf a little bit differently uh, than a lot of other turf farms. What's the what's a quelt? A quelt. A quelt <laughs> is what we do. It's um, You've put me on the spot here, yeah. but it's a uh, um, – what is it? Quick – Means a thick, yeah. chunky, <laughs> thick, chunky slab anyway. I was anyway, going to say, he's forgotten the acronym. <laughs> I have. Um, <laughs> And because we do cut our Sawalter a bit thicker and chunkier, yeah. it actually survives through winter much yeah. better. That was the other thing. When we started growing Sawalter, we were cutting everything in rolls mm-hmm. and a turn up to deliver some turf. And Sawalter, you know, might have a big um, runner out the back of it. Mm-hmm. And people would think it was Kaikuya and not want it. Yeah. So, and then we went to slabs. So you turn up and all you see is beautiful green grass. Yeah, sure. It's amazing you can turn up with exactly the same product yeah. in a different format. And then people can love you or hate you. Depends. Yeah, <laughs> depends yeah. what it looks like. Straight away from that. So, yeah. so how long have you been harvesting slabs for? And you're totally, you're 100 slab turf now, aren't you? Thick uh, cut slab turf. Apart from um, Tiff Tough, we cut in rolls. Yep. I've got a roll machine. Okay. Yeah. yeah specifically right. for Tiff Tough. Yeah. Um, we. It was about 2003. Mm. Might have been 2002. Yeah. 
when we were having trouble with Sir Walter Rolls. Yeah. Only nothing wrong with the rolls, but they're just you, you might have a big runner sticking out the back of it. And all those customers yeah. not happy with that for the reason yeah. for the change. Yeah. 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 And other than that now, like you said before you got a, a Bansdale farm, which is which is your main production facility. That's now. our biggest farm. Your biggest yeah. one. You've got Packenham, which is kind of like your hub and you've got the home farm, Yarra Glen. Yeah. How do you go moving around between a lot of them with all the equipment you need and the time between farms, does that pose a massive challenge to you logistically, um, does it? Or? Yeah, look, a little bit. We don't actually um, shift that much gear around. We yeah. try and nearly make them self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. There's um, a muck spreader that goes between Packenham and uh, Bairnsdale and at different times of the year, the uh, extra harvester will go to Bairnsdale yeah. back from Packenham. Yeah. But um, we've got really... Uh, they're quite different farms. Yarra Glen, we call our milk bar because we've mm. just got a little bit of everything. Right. So <laughs> right. if people okay. run out, they can just wander <laughs> in and pick some up. Yeah. And it's closer to town, really. And, yeah. Um, well, Packenham is 100% Sir Walter. Right. DNA certified. Yeah. And yeah. Um, <laughs> we we never done pickups from there, actually, but we're going to start this year. Okay, cool. Doing pickups from there. And at Bandstyle, we've got some uh, quite a variation in soil. Mm-hmm. So we've got some really nice sandy stuff that um, where we're growing a tiff tough, so it can go straight on sand. Okay, so you, you, you can grow yeah to spec. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's a good, that's a, a a really strong point of difference now. I'd imagine because I know I see a lot of specs and and sand cut. It's not overly common. No. Um, but it'd be a pretty good thing for you. I mean, guys we've to done have. tests and our infiltration rates are very good. Yeah. Because a lot of people will say they got sand. Yeah. But. Um, Mm. Some might be sandier than others. It's not like my sand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you started in Yarra Glen. I know Lilydale is close to Yarra Glen. It was named because of the town, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, just because yeah. of the town. Because yeah. Lilydale was known. Right. No one known. Yarra Glen wasn't a place then. Was it always <laughs> <laughs> Was it always Lilydale in St Lawn? You haven't had a name change over the years? Never had a name change, no. No, no. no. Oh, very good, very good. So this role, um, this change, I guess not the change in the turf, but I guess it is a change in the turf that you had all those years ago. I guess you never thought it would be like it is today for you with the, or did you always sort of have visions to really grow uh, this brand? Um, when we... When we first set out, I didn't know anything about anything. But um, <laughs> okay. as we as we moved on, and there was obviously a market mm. for instant lawn, so the aim was to get to a situation where I didn't really need to be there all the time. Yeah. But and you know we're we're probably there now. We've mm-hmm. got good people. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Cole, our general manager, takes care of. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff. He's based at Packenham. Yeah, it's you know you never really know where you where you, things are going to go and where you end up. But um, no, the turf game's been pretty good to us. And it's it's given a lot of opportunity um, to a lot of people in the industry. But I know you yourself to to travel the world. Uh, you've been yes. on a couple of trips lately, turf related trips. Um, why don't you delve into a little bit about what we saw uh, recently in the US um, that really sort of Opened your eyes a little bit uh, to what's happening in our in our industry at the moment. One of the one of the um, more incredible things, uh, which I didn't really have much of a handle on, was Dr. Ambika, how she breeds grasses in a laboratory. And when we were there, she was—I remember her being so excited because she'd had one of her little her little babies had yep. had shot mm-hmm. um, just over overnight, I think. So yeah, as we all know the world changes and, you know, new new things come out all the time. 
but um, for Lawn Solutions to be at the forefront of, you know, world-class um, plant and grass breeding, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're in a really good spot. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting thing. And for those that want to uh, learn more about that, we've actually done a podcast with Dr. Ambika uh, going through that entire process. And anyone that's listened to her before, and I think you'll agree with me, Gary, she... I won't say dumbs it down because I don't know who insult us, but she um, <laughs> but she explains very high level technical turf science um, to the, the people like us can yeah. understand. <laughs> people like us can understand, um, <laughs> but it, it, it's definitely worth checking out. So we spoke about the robotics before, but yeah, the, the turf breeding was mind blowing, wasn't it? like the gene yeah. gun and the yeah. other technology they got. Um, I think we're on the right path to to finding even more sustainable varieties. Um, yes. Moving forward, we're, yeah. we're, we've definitely come a long way. So, outside of turf, um, turf's not turf's not everything for you. What what keeps you busy uh, outside of running a when you get some spare time? A really large some turf spare business. time. Yeah, uh, I've always been uh, interested and played a bit of footy in my mm-hmm. time. Australian yep. rules. Yep, and um, I do have a um, an interest in some race horses, mm-hmm. which um, I thoroughly enjoy. Technically, they both involve turf. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. have, oh, you, well, you, you've actually well, done a few turf yeah, tracks, haven't we've you? We've done yeah. um, Yarra Glen Racetrack and uh, Sandown Racetrack. Okay, yeah, yeah. Both and we've done a few ovals as well. Yep. We actually fixed up Yarra Glen just after I retired. So. Did you? <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> I had to play a game of cricket on it. That was about it. That, that was a retirement present, wasn't it? You had to re-turf it. Yeah, it sounds about right. So yeah. talking about turfing a racetrack, what's what's that process like? Because I know you guys are, oh, you're not, but you are mainly a home lawn. That's what our pl- business is based on. Yeah, yeah. 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 And what, what's the experience of like a turfing a high-profile track like Sandown, for example? Well, Sandown was really interesting because um, – they came out and the re- it was a contract grow, right? And we they wanted the sand, they wanted our mm-hmm. sand at ban- on one of the pivots at Bandstar. Yeah, so that's why we got the job. Um, we're actually really lucky because I didn't understand how much sand blows away. Right. And, <laughs> and when we we first because it was sown down, it was it was. Um, Bluegrass, oversown with ryegrass. Once bluegrass. Oh, so there's no warm season. There's no warm season. No, grass in there. Kayak oversown. Yeah, no, yeah. no. So it was because they do most of their racing in winter. Right. So they wanted a bluegrass base mm-hmm. oversown with ryegrass, mm-hmm. and that's actually done really well. I think it's about ten years old now. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. was that a? So you had to sow that and then grow it and then look after it for a set period of time before yeah, it went we, to the track. We, yeah. Was it? Have you grown? Bluegrass before like that? Had yeah, you we, we started growing oh, bluegrass. You, you started growing that. <laughs> so you already had a, a little bit of the experience there. Was it a weird thing to come back to it all those years later it, and grow it, it again? It was a bit different. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as I was just said before, I didn't realise how much the sand would move. And the first sow down that we did, um, a little bit of it, about 30% of it, blew away and got, was destroyed. We had to right. redo it. How do you stop that? Well, there's lots of – you have real trouble doing it. Yeah. That's yeah, why it's, it's actually – um, good to be growing. Well, there's tiff tough on that area now, mm-hmm. and because once you um, get a good root structure in the soil, yeah, it's, you, the problem we still have a problem from time to time, mm-hmm. but it's nowhere near as bad as if you work it up. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So Sandown Racetrack, Yarra Glen, Yarra Glen, the same thing, or is that Kai? No, it's Kai. It's Kai. Yeah. So yeah, right. Because they actually only race in the summer. Have you had any of your horses racing on your turf yet? Yeah. 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 They go any good? Um, <laughs> not 
Um, since we've done Sandown, I think I've had a place getter at you Sandown. Had a place getter. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. That's right. So, not a winner. Not a winner. So, uh, what's the um, what's the future hold for you and for Lilydale over the next couple of years? What's going to be your focus now? Is it is it on growing certain markets, or is it just sort of keeping along how you're going? Um, yeah, look, we, we've actually just really started a, a bit of a push into the um, more commercial mm-hmm. sports fields yep. market. We're, we're doing um, what we call real. That's our, right. that's our latest thing. But basically it just means for councils and anyone doing a, a sports field project, we will set aside the turf for them. Mm-hmm. They can come and look at it. Mm-hmm. We can do drone mm-hmm. shots for them because mm-hmm. um, not everyone wants to go to Bansdale every week. Sure. But yeah. we will guarantee that that bit of turf that we have set aside for them will be set aside for their project. Oh, wow. Okay. That's just something we've just launched. Yeah. The um, Sports Turf Association. So if I want to buy, if I want to, you know, got a new oval or something I want to do, I can come and see you and say, I want that bit of grass. Yeah. That bit's my bit of grass. Yep. And that doesn't go anywhere else except That won't project. go anywhere else. And we will keep an extra 20% just yeah, right. in case there's issues with the job. Oh, fantastic. So that's so going that, to be a, a real focus for the next little bit. That, that is our, our newest focus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how exciting. Which I think um, Steve's been going around a few councils and yep. um, he's getting a bit of interest. They mm. Most people you talk to about it mm. really love the concept. It's just surety of having the product ready when their project's ready. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, very exciting. So, so that's our, our guarantee that we'll give to... Uh, Give to our commercial customers. Great. I'm sure a lot of them uh, listen to this podcast. Well, I hope a lot of them listen <laughs> yeah. to this podcast. If they don't, hope tell, someone's tell, listening. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly um, certainly something worth checking out. And and have you got any robotics on the farm yet, do you? Is that something you're looking well, at implementing? Yeah, or? look, it's certainly something we're looking at. Yeah. Um, we actually sell Husqvarna mowers. We think it actually complements Tiftuff. Agree, yes. In, in, a lot of, in a lot of areas. Yeah. Uh, however, we haven't actually got a robotic tractor as such yet. Yeah. Uh, from the World Ag Expo, um, there was a few things. There's Blue White can actually hook a device to your existing tractor. I've heard about this, yeah. yeah. But they're not coming here until next year. But I'm intending to go back to the World Ag Expo and, and spend more time there next yep. year because yeah. the advances in the technology is incredible. It, um, one funny thing that we did we did see over there, we were at a farm and we were getting shown a new autonomous mower and they said, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's really, really safe. It's got great um, avoidance technology <laughs> in it and they put a little fake doll out in front of the mower and the mower ran straight over the it. Over. So that wasn't real good for us. It was, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the bloke holding the, <laughs> the, uh, poor bloke uh, doing the it. laptop. He turned around and goes, that's not meant to happen. And we go, oh, really? <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, but that was good. But no, it's, it's definitely going somewhere pretty exciting. The fact they can retrofit. Um, to existing equipment yes. now. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. Um, that's a really good story. You obviously, um, it's it's a credit to you and a credit to your family and a credit to you, your staff and your business to see what Lilydale's done uh, over the last couple of years. I know we've had conversations before and it's 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 such a thing for people uh, to do everything at once, grow a business, grow a family, that sort of stuff. But you've you've done it really well and it's a real success story. So it's a, it's a credit to you, Gary. And I'm sure people are going to really love listening to this and um, appreciate you appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, it's been been a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. That real thing's we, going to be cool too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't explain it that well, but no, it made sense cool. to me. Yeah. yeah.
Sorry about the quilts thing too. To throw the yeah. you didn't remember your own acronym. <laughs> <laughs> 